Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, the actives and inactives, the betting and fantasy reactions to those coming up 20 minutes from now. Prop King coming up next hour. Best Bets coming up next hour. Underdog Moneyline Parlay coming up next hour. American League Championship Series coming up next hour. Oh, boy. Back back to the line movement here. Shohei Otani to the Dodgers over. Like, you know what? Hey, Shohei. Could you do something more interesting, man? Like the Dodgers, really? An Instagram post saying you're going to the Dodgers? is is like the lamest possible combination of things you could imagine like what would be the best like uh helicopter landing in toronto press conference you're signing with the blue jays much more exciting or like drake right? like, like him and drake get off the helicopter yeah together. exactly like, that would be awesome right? yeah, just, yeah have it be like a, almost like a boxer entrance like he walks walks into the press conference with like drake and i don't know whoever like the second most famous from toronto is like the the mayor who did a bunch of drugs that's probably the second most famous Rob right? Ford. So austin matthews <laughs> yeah. get him going in there so i yeah. uh, just you know whatever like just instagram posts like i'm going with the dodgers like cool click great like see you see you never buddy great and what we, 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 we and what we what we would need to like introduce the press conference Kawhi Leonard could come out and do the hey 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 and get everybody's attention uh Toronto <laughs> legend right. Kawhi Leonard you know, you know also, what I'm dodging I'm, I'm dodging caring about baseball for the next like seven months that's what I'm dodging yeah, um so get to the also, playoff, playoff chase again I'll be back in the most interesting thing about the Otani signing with the Dodgers is like the Major League Baseball writers basically like like Hunger Games against each other. Like I mean, they, they everyone's up for blood. He's on the plane. Everybody actually, he's not on the plane. <laughs> so, I, so I love like John Morosi at home I, I, and on a plane. I, I don't know John Morosi at all, Ken. I don't know him at all. Like he's, I think I, he's maybe he's been on the show before. Whatever, just like. Like the way that everyone's attacking this dude, like no one's ever gotten anything wrong, is like is is crazy right. to me. It's crazy. Anyway, we get let's let's get to the football here. Um, we thought, as you might imagine, right, as we are now in December, a lot of outdoor games in the Midwest and the Northeast. You know, like maybe the weather is going to be really bad coming up this weekend, or maybe it'll be all right. Ken, where do we stand right now on the various weather games across the board, Week 14 in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, we have a, a lot of the East Coast cities hosting games and almost more importantly, a lot of the Midwest cities, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Chicago, all hosting that play outdoors, obviously, too, hosting games. And in December, that can be a recipe for for some, you know, interesting markets, interesting betting in terms of the totals and stuff. If you think you're going to have snow and wind and rain. And at the start of the week, it seemed 
not likely, but it seemed possible that we were going to have a lot of these discussion points on the show on Sunday. We'd be turning on our television to the pregame shows and seeing, oh, you know, here's like a live report from the stadium. Some very unlucky reporter who has to like hold an umbrella sideways or something be like, oh, like they're they're plowing the sideline, but we're not sure. And the teams can't warm up and I can't see my face and what, you know, whatever it is. So. Um, it's almost sound like the weekend song. So the uh, the idea of like, oh, these were going to be really interesting weather games. None of that has really materialized to the degree that we thought it would. So there will be inclement weather, I, I think, we think, in a couple games that take place uh, starting in about 90 minutes. But the degree to which that will impact the game, the degree to which we'll even have the precipitation is still like kind of unknown and may, might end up being all a big zero. So there are games where we definitely know we have nothing. Chicago is going to be a very normal football game today between the Lions and the Bears. Like, it's Chicago when it's December, so, like, it's not going to be 70 and sunny like in Miami on Monday Night Football, but it's going to be about what you'd expect. It's like 10-mile-per-hour winds, the temperatures, whatever. Like, this is not an inclement weather event in terms of what's happening in Chicago. It's very normal in terms of what's happening in Chicago. In Cincinnati, it's also kind of not supposed to be a big deal. It's going to be a little windy, maybe, but not, like, not where you should go bet stuff, not where the total of the game is dropped. In fact, it's gone through the roof in terms of people betting the total of this game, because now we think we're not going to have weather. And if you're not going to have weather and you can put Cincinnati and Indianapolis on the same field, then people are going to think a lot of points are going to be scored. That's probably what's going to happen. Because, you know, Cincinnati's defense is brutal and the teams score a billion points and the Colts like run a billion plays and play super fast. Um, in terms of the games where we could, could have something, there are two that stand out as potential inclement weather games, but I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Uh, the Jets-Texans game would be one where it looks like right now you're going to get some rain during the game, but it's actually quite mild here in New England and New York this weekend, so the temperature is not going to be bad. And I think most importantly, the wind is not supposed to be a big deal whatsoever in this game. So you might end up turning on your television, Texans-Jets, see some rain. Obviously, that would impact ball security, maybe the kicking game, whatever, but I don't think it's a big deal, and I don't think it's worth betting uh, with Zach Wilson returning for the Jets. So that's like, okay, you might have weather there, but there's nothing worth betting. And then the second game where you, you might have something there, but again, is this worth betting? The Ravens game had the projection a couple days ago uh, hosting the Rams in Baltimore of being like the worst game from a, like, might be a hurricane during the game, basically, in terms of wind and rain. It's supposed to rain a ton during the game. So this is like actually get probably going to happen. It's going to rain a lot during the Ravens game. Not a ton of wind. Like no, not nothing else really going on. It's just, you know, it's going to rain a lot. Okay. Like what interpret that for both teams? Like, what are you going to make of that? Do, like, do, do teams end up passing a little bit less than they were going to before? Maybe Justin Tucker is one of the kickers. You think this is going to be like a really big deal. It's going to rain a lot in this game. So like, I think it's all kind of a big nothing. And then the last game, and this, we end with the city where we literally talk about whether every single time the game is played in this city, Cleveland, um, where you get like whatever the lake effect and all the other stuff going on there on a, you know, at the drop of a hat, there could be a hurricane in a game in Cleveland and, and it would be like, oh yeah, that's Cleveland, you know, uh, but at least as of right now in the most unpredictable place. I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be like a little windy. So this was like a big talking point of gambling content Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh man, like get those under bets in, get all it. This is going to be crazy. And we get to Sunday. It's all a big nothing burger. I think it's going to rain in Baltimore. Like there's your, there's your seven day forecast. Going to be a little rainy in the, uh, in the, in, uh, in Maryland, in the DMV. Going to be a little wet there. And that might be it, Nick. And, uh, and just, la and we'll get to the Browns game in a second where we have quarterback news. I thought the Rams did something interesting. So they cut Brett Maher earlier in the season, and then, like, Lucas, like, Havrasek, like John's grandson, was their mm. kicker. And he was absolutely he brutal. So, 
<laughs> he stole he stole the ball and then he missed a bunch of field goals and then he got caught. Um, Mason Crosby is going to kick for the Rams today, the former Packers kicker who used to have a big leg, but like he, he can't hit long field goals anymore. So this, it's either like optimism that like these conditions won't be terrible because Crosby can't like kick the ball through the rain at this point of his career. He's like a short distance kicker, or maybe the Rams are going to like be going forward on fourth down to try to keep up with the Ravens here. I think that's a little interesting here with the Rams have signaled like not an indoor game, not a perfect weather game that Mason Crosby will be kicking for the Rams today. You and better also, you bet with Nick and Kit. It's all it's also worth noting we we know it's Havlicek. We just we couldn't help make the joke anyway. Just for people oh, to be like it's like, Havlicek I, guys. I, I hope that people yes. fair enough because you never know with people. Like it's a Sunday morning show. I'm mean, there's a lot of crusty mad people out there or whatever. You know like guys just yes, lighten Lucas. up a little bit, okay? Haversick stole the yeah. ball. It's funny. Just laugh a little bit, okay? It's still funny. <laughs> Lucas Havrasik and John Havlicek are not the same person, indeed. Correct. They uh, you better be with Nick and Ken. Also, that doesn't matter. Or I guess they could at all. <laughs> week <laughs> yeah, week so fourteen NFL could. Sunday. Yeah. Through marriage. So Ken bringing up the like the weather in Cleveland, right? Um, which is actually the weather we thought it would be the main event of this game leading up to the discussion because we think you know we watch Monday Night Football. You know, Trevor Lawrence slamming his helmet to the ground at the end of that game, at the end of regulation. The Jaguars lose that game. Like, the, the long walk sans cart to the locker room for Trevor Lawrence. High ankle spread. Like, no way this dude's playing. Well, like, maybe he is Wolverine. Or maybe he's got Toradol corset through his veins right now. I'm literally watching right now, like, warm-ups. Lawrence is starting. Like, Trevor Lawrence is starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look? We can have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, it looks, it looks fine. Looks like a yeah, normal mild. day. Right. So, yeah, as my, and I thought you nailed it, right? It's a regular day, like outdoors in December for Cleveland. It's not Miami, right. but like it's a regular day in Cleveland. Uh, so Lawrence starts for the Jaguars. Joe Flacco starts for the Cleveland Browns. And maybe DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, like gets in and like plays a couple of that packages, whatever. So Flacco and Lawrence, against all odds that Lawrence will be starting. Ken, what's happening with the betting market with the Jaguars and the Browns in Cleveland? A regular day in Cleveland sounds like a great sitcom, by the way. It's like it's like from the producers of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Here's a regular day in Cleveland. Sounds sounds outstanding. Uh, starring Trevor Lawrence playing with a high ankle sprain. So the market movement in this game, I think it's been pretty the, predictable. The gang, the, get, the, get, the gang is active <laughs> with a high ankle sprain. The gang drops back to pass. The gang takes five sacks. Right. So, uh, yeah, maybe that happens. We'll see. We'll see. what. Maybe Miles Garrett's not 100%. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But uh, the market movement in the game, and we do this all the time on our show, just try to like, hey, like, you guys know that you can you can kind of figure this stuff out too like we're not we're not special we're not geniuses it's just okay follow the injury news in a specific game what impactful players especially quarterbacks may or may not play in the game and then try to figure out which direction you think the line is going to move as a result of that news coming out or if you think a guy you know if there's a, a 50 50 a, a game time decision um okay if this guy plays what do you think the number is going to be if he doesn't play what do you think the number is going to be and trevor lawrence is obviously one of those very impactful players so if, if i tell you that he's going to start today for jacksonville and i tell you that cleveland was a three-point favorite on the expectation he was not going to play and he plays what do you think happens to the number it goes down. It comes off three. Jacksonville gets bet a little bit. The number moves down in their favor. That's what's happened in this game. So Cleveland, as I mentioned, was out to about three because we thought it might be C.J. Beathard in this game or maybe even what is it, Nathan Rourke, right? Is that the, the third string quarterback? Because Beathard right. was dealing with an injury. Former Ohio great. Uh, former Howard's preseason grandson. standout. Right, yeah, exactly. So, um, the, uh, so A little Ayn so Rand humor for everybody on a Sunday morning. Yeah, this is good. There's, yeah, some good stuff going on today. So the Browns were out to about a three-point favorite on that uh, skepticism about Lawrence's status. He's going to play. We're all the way back down to Browns about a one or a one-and-a-half-point favorite uh, across the board. As you can imagine, 
Lawrence playing not only has a significant impact on the side, also has a significant impact on the total because the Jags are more likely to score points if he plays. So Jags are now just a, a very small underdog and the total, which was all the way down to like 33, 34, like that's where we had kind of uh, started it, now up to 37 and a half. And that goes in tandem with the weather maybe not being that bad. So you've kind of got all these things that favor more scoring taking place at the same time, whether or not a factor starting quarterback for one of the teams going to play. That's why the total has gone up so significantly. We will get to the actives and inactives coming up next segment here. Um, and we will like give you full like fantasy analysis of some of the players that will be active in, in these games. Um, we'll get to the Niners and Seahawks. That's an afternoon game, 4 o'clock Eastern time um, later. Let's do one of the 1 o'clock games here. And the reason why I give you the fantasy thing there is I'm going to tell you some actives and inactives here. We're not going to give you like full detailed analysis. We'll talk side and total market for right now. So... The information starting to come out, Ken. Taysom Hill is officially inactive today for the New Orleans Saints. Chris Olave is going to play for the Saints, but he is under the weather. Like, he is not 100% like health-wise here. Weather. But he is going to play. Und yeah. Th good thing they're in the Dome today, in the Superdome. And Derek Carr, and look, this is not, we don't have to have a conversation about like, the ethics of this. He's been concussed twice in a month. He's got myriad injuries. Derek Carr starting today for the New Orleans Saints at home against the Carolina Panthers. So been a really interesting betting market, Ken, not just today, but over the course of the entire week. Kind of take us through it and where do we stand right now, 90 minutes from kickoff, and I'll give you the fantasy impact of all that stuff coming up next segment. Sure. And like you mentioned, this was a game that we uh, talked about a lot. And I'm just opening something up right now just to check on something where this was a game that we had talked about a lot at the start of the week as the potential for maybe we see Jameis Winston in this game. You mentioned all the injuries the car has concussion, back, shoulder. I mean, you know, it's it's <laughs> there used to be hey, there used to be a term shoulders, knees and toes. Right? <laughs> He's got breaks in all of them. So it's just there used to be that general soreness always used to be the joke that people would make with somebody that like like Derek Carr's got some general soreness today. I think almost certainly, uh, even though he's going to start today against Carolina. So the betting market for this game was basically uh, Saints by about five, five and a half most of the week with the understanding that like, ah, it's, yeah, it's probably going to be Jameis. And the Saints have some other injuries. So we're kind of in this like in-between number, like three, six are, are the more key numbers around it. And five, five and a half. And okay, uh, wait, wait, Carr's going to play? I'm sorry, <laughs> like he's going to play in the game. And that news, which I think we got on Friday during the show, that he was definitely, uh, or he was in line to start, more likely to start the game, whatever, that caused a reaction in the market toward the Saints. I think the perception is that he is actually an upgrade over Jameis Winston, even though I think a lot of us would very strongly push back against that notion. So the Saints were out to about six uh, on the idea that Carr was going to play. Oh, they're more valuable. They're more likely to win because Carr is going to play. And then we kind of have this in-between gray area where like, okay, Carr's playing, but now Olave's really banged up and we don't know what's going to happen with him. And Taysom Hill's not going to play and he's really impactful. For a team that can't score in the red zone ever, this was like the one guy who could maybe do it. And now he's not going to play for a team that's like, again, like dead last in anything offensive efficiency wise when they get inside the other team's 40, basically. Uh, like to settle for a lot of field goals, like to not score a lot of points. And so we're kind of back in this in-between zone. So the Saints are five and a half basically everywhere. I, people see me staring down at my phone if you're watching on the live stream. Just was curious, you know, I think this sets up, and you can maybe give some analysis here too, Nick, obviously, as like a, it could be, be a very interesting prop game, not for like matchups, not for like, you know, like, that, you know, oh, well, they're going to play cover two and car this. Like you have a quarterback who I think it's realistic, like may not finish the game. 
Like, really may not finish the game. There are, there are, there's full prop markets on Derek Carr right now against the Panthers. You know he's playing with nine injuries. If he gets a blow to the head, it's actually a disaster for the NFL. It's going to be like a Tua Cleveland Thursday night thing if he gets hit in this game. And like, that's pretty tough. Will they put him in harm's way as much as they would normally? Or is it a lot of handoffs and a lot of checkdowns? Is Olave relevant? in this game like there are prop markets on a game where you would have a lot of questions about like what's the strategy is everyone playing the full complement like who takes the place of Taysom Hill in the red zone just a lot of interesting stuff in this game um so just like the handoffs and checkdowns thing that car could be 200 percent healthy that's anyway. the game plan <laughs> that's, that's right. what they do yeah. anyway for uh with uh with Derek Carr just my senses I think that as long as he's out there on the field they're running their offense. They'll put him in harm's way. They paid him a ton of money. They're showing no inclination to sit him down even when he's not healthy. Like, they, this is their investment. This is the bet they've made with Carr and Dennis Allen, and they're going to lay in it. And I think the bet's kind of, like, dirty, honestly, and probably needs the, che the cheats need to be changed. Just my opinion. Uh, we'll give you a full fantasy breakdown of that game coming up on the other side. And the rest of the betting and fantasy impact of the actives and inactives next. And the rest of the board. We will update all of it for you to wrap up our number one countdown to kickoff. Nick and Ken. And week 14, NFL Sunday.